If you're into designer furniture and you want the sofa that broke the internet, you don't have to go broke to get it. Because Designer Looks Furniture has all the same styles and trends and all the quality, but without the designer prices. Check them out. Designer Looks at Value City Furniture or designerlooks.com. G'day, g'day, good morning, hello. Welcome to the Grow Your Brand podcast show. It's Lauren Cress, the business scientist here, and it is roaring outside. Wow. What a crazy, crazy weather situation we have down here. I'm down in Wollongong. I know that places further south are being evacuated at the moment. Uh, And I'm imagining it's pretty crazy up there in Sydney as well. For those of you outside of that area, we've just had like, I think they called it a rain event. And now I understand why they called it a rain event. It is indeed an event. I haven't seen weather this crazy for a really long time. The wind is absolutely howling and it might actually come through in the background of this recording. I'll try to edit it out, but apologies if there are some sound issues. So before we get on to today, I actually wanted to take the time to dedicate this episode to my uncle, Michael Mucci, who would have been 58 yesterday on the day that I recorded the bulk of this show Uh, My uncle was someone who was just full of life and always reminding us that that we only have one life. Like I said, he would have been 58 yesterday, but he was taken away from us way too soon from a very aggressive brain tumour. So this episode is for him. And I think in a way this episode actually really fits with what my uncle taught me in my life, which was to really live a life true to myself, something that I think is like by no means an easy task, but one that is well worth the effort and something that I feel like I'm always trying to plug away at and get sort of closer to. Am I really living a life true to myself? What can I do today that's going to really align with my values and with how I want to show up in the world and make a difference? Today, we're talking about thought leadership, but we're talking about thought leadership in relation to understanding who it is you truly are and what it is you want to achieve in your life and in your business. Now, I recorded this yesterday. I actually did this as a video as well. I've had to adapt it a little bit because in the video, I actually have some explainer slides and things that kind of help to illustrate what I'm talking about. So if you want to see the video episode of this, and uh, so you have those visual aids, I'll put that in the show notes as well. Otherwise, there'll be a quick ad break here, and then we'll get on to the main part of the show today. Innovation happens in the blink of an eye. And to understand the implications, you need a credible source that helps to make sense of it all. Stay up to date on the most pressing innovation issues shaping the world today by subscribing to Better Innovation, a podcast featuring top management strategists, policymakers, and leading innovation thought leaders from across the globe. Going into its sixth season, Better Innovation, hosted by Jeff Saviano, a global innovation leader with EY, delves into how innovative technologies like blockchain, artificial intelligence, digital currencies, and the promise of Web 3.0 are transforming the global landscape. Featuring elite guests like Jeremy Allaire, CEO of Circle Financial, authors Whitney Johnson and Rita McGrath, former U.S. Cabinet member Andrew Card, and a number of leading MIT scientists. Subscribe today and hear more from these distinguished guests. Subscribe to Better Innovation on your favorite podcast platform. Today we're going to talk about thought leadership and how thought leadership can help you to propel your business 
and your life forward. So I want to kick things off by just talking a little bit about what thought leadership is and how you'll benefit from becoming a thought leader. Now, in this video today, I'm going to share with you sort of the different stages of thought leadership so you can understand and identify where you're at and what you need to do next in order to build your personal brand uh, to benefit from all of the things we're going to be talking about when it comes to thought leadership. So stick around for that, but let's first just define what thought leadership is. So thought leadership is essentially becoming an expert, a recognized expert that people seek out in order to understand a specialized area in more detail, in more depth. Uh, so you might be working in a particular niche, you might be working in a particular, particular industry, and at, by becoming a thought leader, you're the person, you are sort of like the go-to for your area of expertise. Uh, LinkedIn is one of the best places, in my opinion, for becoming a thought leader, specifically if you're looking to become a B2B thought leader. And that's really what we're going to be talking about here today is how to be recognized amongst other leaders in business, to be recognized by other businesses who want to do business with you. So this video is particularly relevant for entrepreneurs who are building a startup that services other businesses or provides a product for other businesses. If you're a freelancer who's looking to move into really becoming a consultant and a, and a proper business. If you're a consultant who's been really busy and you haven't had a chance to really build your personal brand, even though you are absolutely an expert in your area, I see so many smart people missing out on becoming a thought leader for a couple of different reasons. But one, I think, is a lot to do with just the fact that we get really busy, right? Like if you're a founder of an agency, if you're working in a business that services other businesses, you probably have a handful of accounts that pay really well, that you work really, really hard to maintain and to make sure that you're doing the best job you can to keep those clients happy, right? That's kind of how things often start off in the B2B landscape. We don't need to play the same game as the B2C space in the sense that we don't need to get lots and lots and lots of clients for our business to even get off the ground. We can kind of be learning on the job. We can get like one, two, three foundation clients and sort of learn as we go about what it is we can help people with and what it is we do and kind of use those VIP clients to propel our business forward. The trouble with that is that at some point that becomes not enough. We might have one key account fall down because they don't have money at the moment. We might have a client who's upset with something and we have to do a bunch of work for free. We might have also bad clients, right? Or mediocre clients that are draining us of our energy and are trying to beat us down with like lower and lower price points where our business almost doesn't become viable anymore. When we're beholden to a handful of clients, we're in trouble. But when we're starting off, that can be a great place to start. So we kind of get stuck because what I'm seeing happen a lot for many people in the B2B space is that they kind of get one, two, three years in, maybe even five years in, and they've never really had the chance or the time to invest in building their personal brand. And one day they kind of turn around and go, hang on, I haven't built my personal brand. The other thing that I think can happen is for a lot of smart people, they actually get a bit hesitant about putting themselves out there because they know enough to know that they don't know things, right? So there's this thing called the Dunning-Kruger effect. It's a cognitive bias where what we often see is people who don't know a lot about a subject will be out there talking about it. So that's why you might see people who 
you would consider deliver quite a mediocre outcomes in comparison to what you do. That might be a competitor, right? And you're seeing them on LinkedIn, you're seeing them saying all this stuff and you're like, that's really simple and that's really basic. And actually, no, it's not quite like that. But you're like, that person's getting heaps of recognition. That person's on podcast shows. That person's getting out into the media. And meanwhile, I'm here. I know a lot more than that person and I have a lot more to contribute, but I'm not doing it. And the thing I would ask you is, why aren't you doing it? Is it because you think that, well, it's a bit more complicated than that and maybe I'm not really an expert and I don't know if I call myself an expert and am I really good enough? And like, what's that kind of, what's going on in your head that makes you think that you're not a thought leader or you're not thought leader material? As a result of these two things, as a result of maybe feeling a bit like an imposter or just being really deep down in the work that you need to do for your clients, as a result of that, when you hit the end of a project, you're sort of like looking out into the abyss going, oh, no one actually knows who I am. My pipeline's empty and I don't know where my next client's going to come from. And how am I going to drum, drum up business? How am I going to get people interested in me? And then you kind of think about your marketing for a bit. You might be like, oh, I'll put some posts out on LinkedIn. And then something comes through and you get busy with that and the whole cycle repeats itself, right? So you kind of end up constantly in this like really busy, really quiet, really busy, really quiet sort of cycle. And what we can do if we position you as a thought leader is move you into what I call a cycle of success. And there's five stages to this cycle of success. Because it's a cycle, there's not one place that you have to start at. You can kind of enter this cycle at any point in time. But where I like to start my work with people as someone who helps with personal branding is looking at your growth and looking at the opportunities you want to seek out. So when it comes to establishing yourself as a thought leader by building a personal brand, it really starts with you. It starts with getting to know yourself. What's the insight that's driving you to put yourself out there? What has changed between what you were doing before and what you're doing now that has inspired you to start putting yourself out there? And once we do that, we can start looking for opportunities. So we create opportunities and we start attracting the things we really want in our business, in, in our life, when we start putting ourselves out there. Now, I don't mean this at all in some sort of law of attraction way. I've actually done a video where I basically debunk the law of attraction. I think it's absolute mumbo jumbo. But there is something in when you showcase who you truly are in the world, the people that agree with you, the people whose values align with that, the people who are inspired by your words and your vision, your voice will be attracted to that. And in that sense, that's true thought leadership, right? We're able to influence other people in our industry and attract them to us. That could be in the form of clients, but it can also be in the form of the employees that you attract. It can also be in terms of the kind of people who want to get you on their shows, on their podcasts or their TV show. It can also be in the form of getting speaking gigs. It can also be in the form of attracting collaborators who can become great referral partners. So when we start to put ourselves out there and really speak our truth in terms of what it is we want to do in the world, we start to attract more of those things. We start to create opportunities for ourselves. Once we create these opportunities, we start to be able to pick the best ones. We, we get the choice now. We don't have to force ourselves to work with a particular client because we just have to do it because we just have to make ends meet, right? We get to pick the clients. We get to pick the opportunities that we think will serve us in our business and in our life best. And we get to say no to other opportunities. When we do that, we have more energy. 
we conserve our energy because we're at now we're actually we're not getting drained by bad clients we're getting excited about the day ahead when we increase our energy we start to think about our purpose in the world we start to think more about what contribution can i make today how can i make the world a better place today and when we start to have that deeper sense of purpose we also start to feel more fulfilled we gain more meaning in our lives and when we feel like our lives are meaningful we're inspired to grow even more and we, then we can start the whole cycle again. So as we grow more as a person, we start to attract more of those opportunities. And so that cycle of success continues. Now, in a second, I'm going to share with you the six steps that you need to take to become a thought leader. But just before I get onto that, I want you to have a look at this cycle and reflect on where you think it would be the most valuable for you to fit into this cycle. So for instance, are you really depleted of energy at the moment? Is there maybe something that you can do to take care of yourself. If you're not sure where you fit into this cycle or how you can get started with starting to build yourself up to start to create that momentum for you in your life and in your business, reach out to me. I work with people who are looking to create opportunities, but if you're, for instance, feeling really energy depleted or you're feeling like your life doesn't have purpose and meaning and you need to get clarity on that first, reach out to me because I know a lot of people who work in those spaces as well. And I'm happy to share their details so you can sort of sort that part out first and then look at, well, how do I start now creating opportunities for myself by building my personal brand? All right, so what are these six steps to becoming a thought leader? So the first step is to define your contribution. That's looking at what it is that you want to share. What what knowledge do you want to impart on the world and why? Why are you passionate about sharing that with the world? How does it relate back to what you want to achieve in your life and your business. We need to get crystal clear on that contribution that you want to make because that's what informs the rest of your path to developing your personal brand so that you can become a thought leader. The next thing we need to do is we need to develop your story. So I've talked about this in other videos before and I'll link them in here as well, but there's essentially five elements of story. and We need to look at that story that you're telling, that sort of raw story that you're telling, that you're going to take people through to help them learn something new to inspire them there's lots of different types of story structures as well but there's one that I'm a particular fan of so I'll put the link here I always forget which side it is on but I'll put the link here so you can have a look at the five elements of story and understand more about what that involves but once we develop your story it's time to craft your content now again I've done a separate video on this about how to craft your content and specifically how you craft your content as a b2b expert and looking at which brings me to step four where this content needs to go. So that's about finding the right channels for you. For a lot of you, it might be on LinkedIn. LinkedIn is where I find my brand is just like flourishing day in, day out. It's just growing, growing, growing on LinkedIn, where Facebook for me is not something that works so well. So in the B2B space, LinkedIn might be something that you want to look at. YouTube might be something else. It just depends. Once you find your channels, it's about consistently delivering. This is the biggest thing. And Really, as a thought leader, content marketing is going to be such a pillar for your brand growth. So understanding those sort of principles of content marketing, understanding what it is you need to do to consistently deliver value out in market so that more people know who you are, familiarize themselves with you, and when the time is right, reach out to you for help. And the final step is to keep improving. Now, that's a step that's often neglected, and it really comes down to the, the science aspect of content and content marketing. So when we're building our personal brand, it's really important to understand what's working and what isn't working, what people like, what people don't like. 
what usually happens is there might be five or 10 pieces of content. You might do 100 pieces of content, but there's five, 10, maybe 20 pieces of content that are really working for you, that are really driving traffic to your website, that are really driving inquiries, that are really making people want to get to talk to you, that are really wanting people to bring you onto their podcast show. So by understanding what those pieces are and looking at them and improving them and leveraging them and doing more with them, that's how you're really going to start to build momentum. And it's actually quite amazing to see once that clicks, once you start getting on that ride, on that cycle of success, just how much your life can change. It's absolutely amazing. It's exactly what happened to me as well. So for a long time, I was trying to work out how to do my content marketing and I was putting different pieces of content out and I was putting lots of videos out. And when I look back on it now, I can see so many of the mistakes that I've made and I can see mistakes that others are making. The big thing for me was coming back to that first step of defining my contribution and what it was I really wanted to achieve, what it was I really wanted to help people with. And once I worked that out, once I worked out what that problem was that I really wanted to help people solve, which was about helping people understand how they can grow their brand, my content just started building and building and building. I have a much bigger following on LinkedIn as a result. I'm up to nearly 10,000 followers. I have a much bigger following on YouTube now. It's still small, but it's growing quickly. I have a much bigger following on my podcast now. I've tripled, I think I've quadrupled the amount of website traffic I get in a really, really short period of time. So it's amazing to see what happens is, is it's not like this linear progression forever. Once it sort of clicks, it will be slow. And then all of a sudden it'll be like, Whoa. your content just starts to grow, grow, grow. I get asked on podcast shows all the time. I have so many opportunities to get out there now and talk about thought leadership, to talk about brand growth, to talk about what people can do to really showcase their talent to the world. And it's so exciting to see. There's actually research that shows that once you start getting opportunities, it just skyrockets. You, you just have to get sort of that past that first part, the first challenging part of it. And you really start to see things grow for you. What can also happen is it can go the other way. So often what happens when people start failing and there's nothing wrong with failure failure can be great but if it's not being used correctly if it's sort of creating this downward spiral in your life less and less opportunities become available and that's how you get things like long-term unemployment that's how you get things like people just struggling to do the basic things in their lives and less and less and less opportunities are available so for me it's really about giving you enough opportunities so that you can do whatever it is you want to do next in your business. So those are the six steps of becoming a thought leader, but maybe you're already partway there. So I've identified these sort of five different levels that a lot of people are at when it comes to thought leadership. And you'll be able to see which sort of thought leader you are quite quickly. At the first sort of basic level, we have the sharer. The sharer is the person who kind of will put stuff up on LinkedIn maybe once a week where they kind of see an article and they want to share it, or they see a post that someone's written and they share it. Now, this is a great starting point, but it's not going to do a lot for your thought leadership. The reason is, is one, LinkedIn doesn't really optimize itself for sharing. On other social media platforms, you might find it works a little bit better, but sharing is more about positioning the other person as the thought leader, right? So sharing will help people to associate what you've shared with your brand, but it's not going to do very much for you and your business. The next level is the social networker. Now, the social networker, regardless of the channel that you're on, is going to be the person that's having discussions. It's going to be the person, so say, for instance, on Twitter, it's going to be the person who's creating conversation. 
it's going to be the, on the, the person on LinkedIn who's replying to comments, who's talking to people out there in relevant industries. It might be also the person who's sending direct messages. So they're kind of networking with people. They're online. They've worked out that they can do the same things they were doing in an offline environment at an event online as well. That will start to get you some traction because you're actually taking the time to build relationships with people. And that's really, really important, can be really effective, but you're still not really a thought leader at that stage. There, At that stage, you're more someone who's doing a good job for business development. We want to move beyond that. So the next stage is standout. Now, if you're at the standout stage, what you're going to be doing is you're going to be creating content that people want to hear. So you're going to be doing things like posting videos on Facebook or LinkedIn or maybe even on YouTube and people want to hear about it. it. People are being drawn to it. So they might be commenting or liking or engaging, but they're actually looking to you and looking to your opinion and interested in your opinion. You might even get a few people start to message you and say, oh, hey, I love the content that you shared. That was great. Or commenting on your post. You're probably posting like once a day or three times a week and you're finding that that's enough to start getting some conversations happening. So you're not just starting to seek conversations out, but people are actually starting to write to you to start conversations. And that's a really great place to be. That's where you actually start to see how becoming a thought leader is having an impact. That's where you start to see that, oh, I can start this like warm conversation with someone who's already familiar with me and bring that into a sales call or bring that into a conversation where we can mutually benefit. Now, the next stage is the source stage. So this is where people are actually seeking you out for commentary in the media. They're seeking you out for commentary on their podcast shows. They're seeking you out to talk at events. At this point, you're someone who's seen as a source of information, as an important source of information in your industry, in your niche. Uh, you probably, you're probably doing guest blogging. You're probably getting asked at least once a month to comment on something or to be on an interview or be in a video. Uh, this is where you really know that, and this will come after doing that standout work for a while. You can fast track that by actually putting yourself out there more and asking people to be on shows as well. So I did a video about this. Again, I'll put this in the card, wherever that card is, to help you understand like how you can get on podcast shows every week. So you can really go from like sharer to source pretty quickly and sort of skip those stages if you sort of use some clever growth hacks and, and know how to build relationships well. And then the final stage, and this is the stage that you kind of spend most of your time as a thought leader developing and working on is the star. So at the very, very top of this, this would be people that you would know the names of, right? Like Gary Vee, like Neil Patel, like Bill Gates, right? People that are just known as absolute legends in their industry. But there's also a lot of people who we wouldn't know who are still stars in their own industry. So you can be a star in a very, very small niche where you're attracting a lot of opportunities in that area. You're just not necessarily known to a wider audience because it's not relevant to them. And that's absolutely fine as well. So they're the five stages. Have a think about where you fit here and then what you can do next based on where you're at. The final thing I'm going to share with you today are the key ingredients that go into becoming a thought leader. And it relates back to that sort of step-by-step -step process I talked about before in terms of becoming a thought leader. But essentially, there's five things you always need to be thinking about. One is story. You need to be good at telling stories. You need to understand what compels people to want to 
listen to you, what compels people to watch what you have to say, care about what you have to say, remember what you have to say, and also want to share it with others as well, because it's just so, so good. Another key ingredient is success habits. So understanding what it is you need to be doing on a day-by-day basis to continually get more and more momentum, to continually grow your brand. What Again, what you'll find is that it doesn't happen straight off the bat. What you'll find is it's a slow, slow build at the beginning and then all of a sudden you can't deal with the amount of opportunities that are coming to you. Getting that momentum is the hardest part and understanding what your daily practice needs to involve in order to make that happen is crucial because at the beginning you won't be seeing results but you need to know that by doing that continuously it will work and that's what personal brand building is all about. And the third thing is you need the skill set. So this is about what are the things that you need to actually be doing to execute those habits, right? Because you can know what the habits are, but what if you don't know how to present on camera? What if you don't know how to record a podcast? What if you don't know how to share things in the right places? What if you don't know how to use hashtags on LinkedIn or how to write a message that people want to respond to? So your skill set super important in order to actually make sure that you're executing those success habits in the right way. The other thing you need is you need a strategy. If you don't know where it is you want to go and what it is you're trying to do and you're just kind of throwing things at the wall and seeing what sticks, this is not going to work. You need to have a strategy that allows you to minimize the time you're spending doing this and maximize the results. And the final thing and the most important thing with all of this, and this is the place where everything starts, is self-awareness. You need to have an understanding of what your strengths are, what you're passionate about, what you want to achieve and what you want to contribute. If you don't know what those things are, you're not going to want to share things with the world. The whole point of this is that this becomes something that you really want to do. If you are the leader in your business, you need to be a thought leader. Other people can do the other parts of your business, but no one can replace you and no one can replace your personal brand. It is the most important aspect of your business, especially in today's climate. Your personal brand is all you have at the end of the day. It is the only thing that will follow you no matter where it is you go and what it is you do. And if you're not investing in it now, then in six months time, you're not gonna reap the rewards. And the longer you put it off, the longer it's going to take. When people are talking about how to grow your business, They constantly forget to tell you about how important it is to grow your personal brand. They can tell you every trick in the book. They can tell you all the tactics, all the strategies, all the things to grow a successful business. But if you don't have that brand equity, if people don't know who you are, if people don't like you, if people don't trust you, if you are quiet, you cannot succeed. Personal brand is the most important thing for your business success and for your life success. And it isn't about throwing some words up on a page and seeing what happens. This is about careful consideration into who you are and what it is you want to do with your life. And I wish I knew that 10 years ago. It has made such a big difference to me to draw that line in the sand and to grow my personal brand. I constantly have opportunities now. I can choose what it is I want to do. It's an amazing place to be. So much better for life and so much better for business. If you want to find out more about how you can become a thought leader, this is what my podcast is all about. My podcast is about helping you grow your brand. But if you want to go one step further, if you want to actually start doing this today, if you want to map this out and work this out, head to my website, laurencrest.com 
book a call with me and let's spend 30 minutes working out exactly where it is you are and exactly what you need to do next. Let's build that roadmap to help you become a thought leader. Becoming a thought leader starts with you. It starts with you taking yourself seriously. So what I want to know is what are some of the challenges that you face as someone in the B2B space? What are the questions that you have about this video? Are there things that you didn't understand about it? Pop it in the comments, especially if you're watching this in YouTube, or you can also share your ideas on Twitter as well. I'll be back soon with another video. Until then, remember that sharing your talents with the world will make it a better place. Well, I hope you enjoyed that. Like I said, reach out if you want some help. If you haven't had a chance yet, Come and check out my website, laurencrest.com, and you can learn a little bit more about what it is I do and how I help people to become thought leaders. But really, I mean, at the end of the day, the best thing to do is for us to have a conversation because what I do for one person might not work for another person. And what I do for one person might suit someone else's strength. So on my website, you're not going to find like a blow by blow. Here's exactly what I'm going to take you through because it's different for each person. And that's why I like to work one-on-one with people primarily. So come check that out. As always, if you enjoyed this episode, I mean, you made it all the way to the end, please consider sharing this episode, giving the show a positive rating and review on Apple Podcasts. And if you'd like to buy me a cup of coffee, you can head over to ko-fi.com forward slash Lauren Cress. That's ko-fi.com forward slash Lauren Cress. Thanks for listening. Until next time, remember that sharing your talents with the world We'll make it a better place. Oh, we could, we could fly. This is your summer. That means Six Flags in the taste of an ice-cold Coca-Cola. We're talking thrilling coasters, delicious burgers, yes. real moments together, and this. Coke is summer refreshment when you need it most, so you can hop on another ride or race down a slide at the water park. Six Flags and Coca-Cola. Come make it yours. Visit SixFlags.com slash Coke to save up to $20 on passes, plus daily tickets starting at $34.99.